Tervetuloa tänne Business Collegein Helsingin hyvin virtaa viikon haastatteluun. Tänään mä haastattelen Maria Kanun. Tervetuloa Maria. Kiitoksia. Tänään mä kyselen sulta kysymyksiä ja tota, ihan rennosti voisit, voisit vastaa näihin ja kertoa rehellisen niin kuin, mielipiteen ja vastaukset näihin kysymyksiin. Mielelläni. Yes. Ekaksi, mitä sulle kuuluu? Tänään kuuluu oikein hyvää. Tämä on ollut mukava päivä täällä. Ihana yleisö. Mahtavaa olla taas vetämässä liveenä näitä luentoja. Et oikein hyvää tänään ja tässä. Ihanaa kuulla. Ekaksi mä halusin kysyä, että mikä sai sinut hakemaan sairaanhoitoalalle? Sai hakemaan sairaanhoitoalalle hoitoalalle itse asiassa epäonnistuminen mun kaupallisella alalla. Eli sitä taas siivitti mun sairastuminen alkoholismiin tuossa 90-luvun loppupuolella. Ja mä ajattelin silloin, että jos mä vaihdan ammattia ja ympäristöä ja lopuviimeen maata, niin tämä mun ongelma poistuisi itsestään. Eli se oli vähän tällainen niin kuin pakonsanelema juttu, mistä nyt kyllä olen ihan tyytyväinen. Mistä riippuvuutesi sai alkuunsa? Mun riippuvuus sai alkunsa oikeastaan ihan siitä tavallisesta juhlimisesta, hauskanpidosta, sosiaalisuudesta. Eli siinä ei ollut syynä mikään trauma tai vaikeat ajat, vaan se alkoi tulla mun elämään niin kuin nyt valtaosalle suomalaisista ja munkin maalaisista. Se tulee jossain vaiheessa nuorta, nuorta elämää ja ennen kaikkea mun vuosina. Se oli hauskaa, kivaa, kunnes sitten se ei ollut enää yhtään hauskaa ja kivaa. Kuinka pitkään se riippuvuus kesti? Mun se varmaan sairain jakso silloin, kun siinä oli jo ihan selvät riippuvuuden merkit, niin ehkä sellaisen seitsemän vuotta. Vähän vaikea sanoa, että missä vaiheessa keikahdettiin ihan sinne riippuvuuden puolelle, mutta niillä main. Mikä sai sut nousemaan jaloillesi ja tavallaan just niin kuin parantumaan? Se, että mulle laitettiin stoppi tähän ja se kuulostaa aika dramaattiselta ja ikävältä silloin, kun se tapahtui. Eli mun työnantaja, mun työpaikka puhalsi pelin poikki. Eli niin kuin yleensä tämän sairauden kehitysvaiheisiin kuuluu, niin jossain vaiheessa se alkaa näkyä sitten myös siellä työssä. Ja näin kävi mulla. Ja tämä tapahtui siellä Oslossa, missä mä olin, olin hoitajan töissä. Ja työpaikka, työnantaja puuttu siihen, antoi kaksi vaihtoehtoa, että joko mä lähdin hoitoon tai sitten mä saan potkut. Ja ne vielä määräsivät sen hoitopaikankin, mikä oli onni nyt näin niin jälkeenpäin ajateltuna ihan siitä syystä, että en mä ollut siinä kunnossa, että mä olisin alkanut googlettelemaan itselle kivaa hoitopaikkaa, vaan se niin kuin mut napattiin sieltä ja työnnettiin hoitoon. Noloa, häpeällistä silloin, mutta todella hyvä juttu sitten. Jälkikäteen ajateltuna. Nyt jälkikäteen, oletko kiitollinen siitä? Olen. Ja onneksi mä olen myös pystynyt sen sanomaan niille ihmisille, jotka, jotka silloin toimi ihan oikein. Nehän toimi ihan työtä tehden, ei se ollut mikään henkilökohtainen puuttuminen. Mutta se auttoi mua. Mä tiedän, että tämän tyyppiset systeemit 
on auttanut ja auttaa monia monia ihmisiä, koska se työpaikka on niin tärkeä. Silloin ihmiset on valmiita tekemään jotain. Ensin vähän pakon sanelemana, mutta sitten yleensä se ihminen niin kuin havahtuu itsekin siihen ja ottaa sitten sen avun vastaan. Now I'm gonna ask you some questions in English since um, a lot of our students and staff and everyone in the school speaks English and you speak English as well. Um, since you've been at your lowest in your life, what is some advice you would like to give to younger people? Since younger generations, of course, they always get introduced to alcohol, especially in Finland at such a young age and underage drinking is such a big thing and and them becoming addicted to it also becomes a really big thing as well. What is an advice you would like to give more so not to just only these younger people, but as well to your younger self? Yeah, that's a good question. And there's no straight answer. First of all, my experience, experience is that the younger generation actually is smarter than, than like my generations uh, when it comes to, to drinking so, um, or using drugs. I'm more worried about that the uh, some some drugs are are getting like far too everyday stuff like harmless but the advice i would give if you yourself recognize that there's something wrong with my my drinking my 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 usage talk about it it's difficult because one symptom of this disease is the denial you don't want to talk about it but the advice i would rather sort of give is to the people surrounding a person who have who has a probably a addiction problem or drinking problem is that those people around would sort of intervene they would bravely boldly talk about it say that look i'm worried about your your drinking or i'm worried about your your minimizing or or sort of uh, neglecting your your things we, we, are, we are here to help, to talk about, to, to find information, because knowledge, knowing what this disease is about, it's, it's the key. Even before you start talking to somebody about it, find, there's a lot, lot of information to find. And get in touch with professionals like us. There's, there's other places as well. I mean, uh, luckily is not the only one. To talk to people who know about these things as if you you would see symptoms of that diabetes type 2 or you are suspecting something else is wrong with you just find out about things talk about it like uh, you said you were talking about denial i feel like in every addiction or everything in life actually a disease a addiction whatever it is i feel like denial is the biggest disease it's a disease of the mind yeah. it's when you deny a certain thing. And I feel like we have, as a younger generation, I'm talking about representing our generation since I'm a part of them, we have all of this pride that we have mm. to be a certain way. We cannot, we want to look cool. We want to mm. look bold and, and unique. And kind of admitting how you feel or admitting what is wrong with you is considered a big thing for younger generation. Yeah. So I feel like, like you said, like just being really brave and even if like starting just talking to a friend at first mm. and that friend could guide it's really good advice yeah like. 
and get prepared that first time you you start talking about it to somebody who you suspect is having a problem get prepared that you you won't get a like a good response that person might get really insulted how dare you sort of even think about it but then you know that you hit the the nerve so it's not easy but it could be the one little break in the denial that then one day might kind of give results that is very true and even if someone does happen to talk to a friend and they kind of hit the nerve like you said it's probably because that person actually cares about mm. about the addicted person because they're worried yeah they don't want that person to go through like mm. basically hell and you mm. know experience all of these things and that's pretty on like understandable so yeah exactly it's it's everything talking about everything nowadays is really hard just talking about yourself or about your daily day worries and stuff is also considered really hard for us mm -hmm. because of our society yeah because how everything is portrayed nowadays mm -hmm. so i feel like like you said it's like bravery is required because change doesn't come mm -hmm. just from a friend telling you hey go do this it comes within you we can all talk something to someone's head and you know they could you know not change the yeah. change comes within yeah. within in just like you mm -hmm. you changed because you had that small feeling inside of you yeah. that you wanted to be better true so true i have uh, one last question How, where do you see yourself 10 years from now or just let's say like in the near future for example it doesn't have to be specifically 10 years <laughs> well actually th this comes to a very sort of good point in my life because uh, in the in couple of next week i'm i'm moving more or less temporarily or or sort of permanently to spain we we're starting a, a clinic avominist it's opening a clinic or clinic activities in spain surprisingly costa de sol where there's a lot of uh, Finns and other nationalities as well and um, we're starting our internationalization uh, process from there so in the near future i see myself in a nicer sunnier warmer climate doing more or less the the same i'm doing here which is i suppose the thing that you actually enjoy doing i enjoy doing it it's it's not that sort of depressing as many people think when they hear what I'm, 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 I'm working with. It's very avoiding, but it's still work. I mean, it, quite, it still requires a lot of bravery. I cannot imagine myself doing the work that you do. I'm way too emotional for that. So it still requires a lot of bravery, in my opinion, at least. And old age. And knowledge, obviously. And I said old age. <laughs> exactly, which I lack. <laughs> yes. You'll you'll get it. Oh, I, I promise we're you. going there. We're reaching that point <laughs> <laughs> one day or another. But thank you so much, Maria, for being here. It was my pleasure interviewing you and I had a wonderful time talking with you. And I hope that you're gonna have so much fun in Spain and enjoy the sun and just do the thing that you enjoy doing and help a lot of people like you've been helping until now. Thank you. And thank you that I 
could be here today and I wish you all well. Enjoy your, your studies and life. Thank you.